Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating ideas, improvement ideas, refinancing ideas, anything that you need house-related, this is the place to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners. Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance. And the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction or real estate transaction of a loved one or friend or family member, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. I'm your host here every week. I've been selling real estate here in Greater Victoria since 1991. I've handled hundreds of transactions in our fair city. I'm also proud to be ranked as one of the top REMAX agents in Western Canada. And I would be pleased to help you as well too. So again, if you need a second opinion or want to chat about your real estate situation, just reach out to me. I'd be happy to chat with you. You can find my contact information and the rest of the whole Home Show team members on the cfax1070.com website. Look under Shows. There you'll find the whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. Or you could always just Google any of us. Google me, Tony Joe Real Estate. All the information is right there. It's the Prime Real Estate Teams, the name of my team, primeteam.ca. We're having uh, some great conversations today uh, with our show partners. Denise Webster, our intrepid mortgage broker, was some word about what's going on out there in the world of mortgages. Also, to what she's been bumping into, maybe what even to expect in days coming forward, particularly in areas like the interest rate. Because, you know, you can get a five-year term for less than 2% nowadays. Anybody here who bought a home in 1981 or 1982 remembers interest rates were a little bit different. Remember those days? 18, 19%. Amazing. Uh, We'll be talking with Denise. We're also going to be talking with JP. JP Sellers, our insurance, our home insurance expert over at Westline Insurance Again, talking about what's going on in the world of home insurance. Now, we have been recording our episodes uh, in my home studio via Zoom, which a lot of people are using nowadays. Can you imagine? You never even thought about using Zoom before. Uh, And it means that I haven't been in the CFAX studio for a while. Uh, I do miss it, but it's a great way for us to reach out to you. Of course, we do record a few days in advance. Uh, And by the way, if you are a podcast listener, as a reminder, you can podcast all of our past episodes. We're at um, episode 183, I think this one is right now, uh, over the course of three and a half years. Just look for The Whole Home Show under iTunes or Google Play. Listen at your own leisure. I've been saying for the past few weeks here, we've got great evergreen content. If you want to know something about building inspections, if you want to know about uh, reverse mortgages, if you want to know about uh, so many things, just look at our library because um, they're all uh, evergreen, meaning they, they're they not time sensitive. They don't have anything to do with what's going on right now out there in the marketplace, but more information that you can use as you need. So uh, we always start with a listener question or story. And of course, if you have one, just reach out. The phone number is 250-414-6540. It's 250-414-6540. Be sure to leave a message. 
uh, tell us your story. Let us know um, what you'd like us to share uh, out here on the world of uh, CFAX 1070 and the whole home show. We'd be happy to share it with you. Uh, I do want to talk today about regrets, regrets in real estate. And the reason why I bring this up is because we're in a marketplace right now where there's a lot of multiple offers. There's bidding wars out there. It's been a long time. Under COVID, believe it or not, we've been in a stage of low inventory, high demand. The month of October 2020 was the biggest October on record, not just in Victoria, but also across the country as well, too. So it was the biggest October in Canadian history. Why are people buying right now? What is going on? Well, the first thing I mentioned a moment ago was the interest rates because you can get interest rates at historic low amounts. Now, I know there's people out there that are saying, well, that's not going to last forever. Of course not. Of course not. The interest rates will go up at some point in time. But because of the fact that we're under COVID right now and the government needs to make sure the economy continues running, interest rates have been set very low. And it means that people are able to buy homes, whereas maybe they didn't have a chance to before. Because it's not just the price of real estate, which, yes, is expensive right now, but it really boils down to a monthly amount. How much can people afford on a monthly amount, whereas they would be spending it in rent? Is it that much different to buy right now? And surprisingly, it's not that different, depending on you know what, what's, what price strata a consumer is in right, is in right now. But I, I, the topic is regret because... I continually think about a gal that I met. I did a seminar for the Royal Bank, and I'm going to say it was probably about 12 or 13 years ago now. Did it at the university club, the university club. Um, it was a great event. It was a full house. You know, we uh, gave a whole bunch of great information about um, about real estate. We had a lawyer, one of the RBC uh, mortgage uh, people. We had um, a building inspector there uh, as well, too. Just like the things I do nowadays. In fact, I will be announcing a CFAX whole home show uh, event that we're going to do by Zoom, by the way, uh, with a whole bunch of great information about real estate, buying, selling, whatever. So anyways, uh, 12, 13 years ago at the university club, uh, a gal came up to me afterwards and she said to me, she, she said that she met me 10 years before. Remember now, this was 12 years ago. She met me 10 years before that. And I, in her words ring in my head perpetually. Now she said she didn't buy 10 years before because houses were too expensive. And she felt that prices were going to go down. Fast forward 10 years later, she still hadn't bought anything yet. And she said to me, she used the word regret. She says, I regret that I did not move forward 10 years ago when I first met you. And there she is right now. I, I hope she bought something in the last 12 years. Because 12 plus 10, that's 22 years. For most people, that is nearing the end of a mortgage amortization. She could be uh, almost paid, uh, she could have her house paid for. Not only that, but the value increases from 12 years ago to today are huge. Uh, even more so 22 years ago to today. And that's what tends to happen. You see, I have clients 
that have been regretful about the fact that they didn't act on things too. I have developer uh, friends and clients who often say to me, I should have bought that parcel that you brought to me, you know, years ago. And uh, I mean, here's one thing that I have come to understand. And I think people should understand this as well too. At the point in time that I would have presented that property to the developer, it didn't seem like a good deal. They never seem like a good deal at the time. You know, when they seem like a good deal is five years later, 10 years later, 22 years later. That is one of the things about time. Time is the thing that makes all of these properties seem like great deals. See, I got regrets too. I regret not having acted on a number of opportunities that I saw. Now, most of the time I give them to my clients first. That's my job as a real estate person to make sure my clients have those opportunities. There were other opportunities that I didn't act on that I should have. Now, I'm happy to report, I do own income properties. I think a real estate agent should to be able to know what it's like to be a landlord. Um, could have more, would be nice to have more. Maybe we start thinking about that now, right? But that is regret. We all have regret in a real estate. What's your regret? I'd like to know. Tell me. Call me. 250-414-6540. 250-414-6540. Leave a message. Tell me what your regret is in a real estate. Uh, hopefully, there's other great things that have happened in life that offset those. Sometimes it's not just about money. It's not just about you know gaining, gaining equity. Um, but I got to tell you. I bought a house in 1992. I was very new in the real estate market. I was very young. I was 23 years old. Um, it was $200,000, which was a lot of money back then. I sold that, I think it was three years later, because I didn't like the house. Man, if I had kept that, it was right by the university. Not only would I have paid it off by now, because it was 28 years ago, um, it would be worth $850,000, $900,000 today. And I bought it for $200,000. That's a regret. Anyways, uh, I need to take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll be talking with Denise Webster. Back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Uh, of course, things are really interesting out there in the real estate market. Who ever thought that under COVID time, we'd be seeing things like a record October seeing values across the board, across the country. Just read a report this morning stating that uh, average prices are up 15% uh, in Canada. Of course, there's a little um, proviso to that, and that has to do with the fact that that's the average and not a uh, house price index, but we'll talk about that another time. However, it's always great having my next guest uh, on the program. It is, of course, one of our show supporters and sponsors, uh, mortgage broker extraordinaire, Denise Webster. Denise, how's it going out there? Tony, it's good to be back. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, actually, we've been talking about a lot of things on the uh, on the show. It's been a great learning experience uh, for me as well. Whoever I didn't know about radon before, you know. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, that was that's something I'm seeing a lot more in the contracts for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, what's going on? How how are you feeling out there? Because uh, I know you're busy. Um, who's buying? Gosh, it, it's, uh, I know you're seeing a lot more people from outside of uh, Vancouver Island. Um, and whereas I, I still am mostly here, my, a lot of my existing clients, that seems really, really busy. So not only are purchases busy, but the refinances are really busy. So people with existing mortgages that had a higher rate are really interested in the refinancing to see if they can get a better rate and doesn't make sense to pay the penalty. 
Mm -hmm. so that's a very, very common scenario. And because of that push that the real estate market is so busy, the other scenario is those existing clients are wanting to pull equity from their existing homes to buy that revenue property, or they're upgrading to maybe try and keep their existing home as a rental and buy a new home. So that, that is definitely filling my time. Yeah, because we have never seen interest rates like this, and we never. probably never will never. ever again, right? No, probably not. Yeah. So it's a lot. I mean, to be locking into a five-year fixed rate at two yeah. percent, I feel like um, you know, for the most part, we're going to be able to have those clients ride through some really uncertain times over the next five years because the prediction is that they're going to stay really low for the next two years. But you know, what happens when the economy does start to recover? Um, you know, I think it's pretty nice to have a five-year fixed rate and actually ride through those uncertain years. And also remembering the, the fact that with a low interest rate like that, a good portion of your monthly payment is going towards principal instead of interest, huge right? Portion, huge portion. What a great time to increase your payments if you can. If, you, or if you're in the luxury of, of having a really solid income right now and you have not no threat of losing your job, um, when you start to aggressively use those prepayment privileges on your mortgage, your increased payment privilege, uh, your lump sum uh, privilege, some lenders have double up privileges. All of that's hitting that principal balance directly and you're just knocking years and years off your mortgage. So yeah, it's, it's like a four savings, a four savings plan, right? Yeah. And it's a tough, it's, I always say there's two schools of thought on that because when rates are so low, a lot of people don't feel like it's the time to aggressively pay their mortgage and they'd rather invest and put their extra payments into savings if they've got a good financial planner and they've got a good rate of return. So there are two schools of thought. Some people pay their mortgage really aggressively when the rates are low, and some say, why would I? The rate's so low. So there's always two ways to think of it. Well, and often it kind of depends on where you're at and what your temperament is with investment Absolutely. and all that, right? Yeah. Um, because it, it, financial planners often state as well, too, that one of the objectives would be to pay down your mortgage as quickly as you can because the savings on that compounded interest yes. is significant, right? Yes. But the word I hear a lot from the investors right now or the financial advisors is diversify. Yeah. So I'm seeing a lot of clients come to me and saying, I've been told to diversify and we want to buy real estate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. For sure. Yeah, because uh, again, you know, 2% interest rate, uh, you know, one of the questions that comes up, and I just had it the other day, is, uh, you know, when are rates going to go up? And everything that we've been reading, I mean, it's all related to what we're going through right now in the world and how if the government was, if the Bank of Canada was to increase interest rates, um, it would be crippling for the economy uh, in general, right? Yeah. Well, we know a lot of Canadians have to, had to incur um, further debt. Um, so anybody who was in financial difficulty may have increased their lines of credits and their credit cards, anything that's going to be affected by that change in the interest rate. Mm -hmm. um, and those mortgages, people that did defer, um, it was the right decision to do at the time. Um, but now most mortgages are in repayment and they've accrued a little bit of interest. But, you know, if they're in that floating rate, and now their mortgage payments were to go up if interest rates went up. Yes, there's there's definitely some, uh, as you said, it could cripple quite a few people in Canada. Well, and here's another interesting question, because remember when when CERB came in, when uh, the mortgage deferral program came in, all these things uh, that the government implemented, probably not thinking that COVID would last as long as it has or, or it will. Right. 
right? Yeah, I mean, it was such a quick decision and 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 much needed. But yeah, I don't know if in those early stages anybody would have thought we'd be going on a couple of years. Yeah. Now, are you obviously you can't give specifics, but are you bumping into people that? have put themselves, no, I was going to say have put themselves into a bad position. I, I, it's the wrong way to say it. I, more have people out of, out of circumstance been talking to you about getting out of a financial predicament? No, I guess I feel very lucky that I am not facing that with my clients right now because it would break my heart. Um, I am very, very lucky that nobody has reached out to me saying that they need to drastically change their life and sell their property. They're in um, financial distress. Um, so I, I feel very sheltered from that right now. I, I am not well, doing that from my clients. But the thing is, I'm going to say you're not because we've talked to others as well too. And that seems to be the sort of uh, the, the theme as well, because see, there's others out there too, who are of the opinion of, oh, just give it some time because people are going to be in distress. And all of a sudden there's going to be foreclosures and distresses out there and just wait for a bit because yeah. you'll be able to buy real estate for 30% off or whatever. We're not seeing that right no, now. No, I don't think that's going to happen. And I just, I mean, you're the one to quote on this really, Tony, but I, I, we are lucky enough to live where we live and, you know, our market will always be strong because it is a desired place to live. So I do hear that as well. People are asking me, well, is there going to be some really great rate prices on homes because of all these foreclosures? And I'm like, well, I don't see them. They're not happening. There's no. so many buyers out there right now. Yeah. That it's, 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 I just like, there's no correction coming. I don't think, I don't think there's any drop in pricing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you I know, it, it, I think it's possible that we might see that in other market areas in the country. Yes. Um, you know, we always, we always talk about the net migration here. We have more people moving into the region than moving out. And as you started off this conversation, I mean, this is, this is a place that people want to be. Yeah. Combined with the fact that we have more buyers out there right now than there's inventory. Yes. It's, it's tough, right? Well, I actually, I just had a conversation with a client of mine that said, oh, I think we're going to wait until, you know, after uh, into the new year, we think there'll be a better opportunity to buy. And I think that, you know, prices are going to come down. And I said, well, I'm not really sure I can support that thinking because if anything, where the concern would be that is if, you know, this second wave is here and we're definitely getting some alarming numbers um, that may trigger some people that are, interested in selling to say, no, I don't want to sell. I'm not putting my house in the market. So I feel like we're going to lose inventory if anything. And yet the buyers just keep coming. So well, well, and that's exactly where we're at right now, right? Because again, people, people ask, how come inventory is so low right now? And it's not that people don't want to move because even we have clients who have said, we want to move, but we have to sell first. Yes. And we, if we bought some, if we, if we sold, if we went to market first, we're scared that we won't be able to find a place to move to. Correct. It's so consequently, we won't go to market and we're, we're sitting there. So there's, there's latent, there's people out there that are kind of germinating right now, if that's the right word. Mm -hmm. um, but they're not there right now. Right. Yeah. And Tony, that's such a common scenario for me as well with, um, clients wanting to say they they really want to buy before they sell and it's just it's such an uncomfortable position as a mortgage broker especially to say 
you really need to know what your sale proceeds will be in order to really figure out that next purchase. I don't want to guess on that number, especially if things are, um, you know, tight in any way. We don't want to guess. And in a really perfect scenario, it's awesome if you've sold. I know what the sale proceeds are. We don't have to account for that other mortgage as debt just in case. Yeah. So the chicken and the egg thing, we, we have this conversation all the time. <laughs> yes. and I, if we could convince everybody to sell their home first before they buy, it would be so much easier. But it is so scary. Will they find what they want? And will they be homeless if they sell first? I, I haven't run into that. Nobody's ever had to sleep on the couch somewhere. But yeah. I mean, it is. A, well, a- listen, hold that thought because I want to continue this conversation. We, we just need to take, take our usual break. Okay. So we're chatting with uh, Denise Webster. Um, we'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, and thanks for coming back to The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, and every week this show is brought to you with the support of our show partners. Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. J.P. Sellers, Insurance Advisor at Westland Insurance, and the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. As a reminder, you can find their contact information by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe, uh, or you can always just reach out to me, Google me or any of our supporters. They would love to hear from you. And they are great people to talk with, including uh, our guest, our regular guest, uh, Denise Webster, uh, mortgage broker extraordinaire. Thanks again for coming back, Denise. Thanks, Tony. So before the break, we were talking about that whole struggle, you know, the chicken and the egg, right? People who, um, yeah, and you also just said too, you said that you, you haven't had people who've had to sleep on the couch the sofa in between you know it's amazing how it always seems to work out and it's hard for us in the real estate profession to sort of articulate that to consumers it it almost always does work out almost always yeah if not we usually have a plan b in place so i have a current client that uh, really we kind of really both the realtor and i really encouraged her to sell first because we were playing and guessing with too many numbers. And so she listed it and she arranged um, to stay with a friend just in case. So she had a two, three month backup plan that she was able to stay at a friend's place if she was still looking for something. Now, um, closing date hasn't happened yet. She's still looking. I don't think we're going to go there, but she's got a plan, which is great. You know, I, I think about a few of our recent sales and because almost all of our uh, seller clients have to buy something. Yeah. And we always have this conversation uh, and I, I, I just think about how it's always worked out. You know, I'm thinking about um, one set of clients of ours sold their townhouse in Beacon Hill Park and the right property, actually the right property for them had been on the market for a long time and it sat unwanted and they were able to go in, uh, get what I think is a great deal on it because it wasn't one of these hot flying off the shelves in two days kind of situations. Uh, and it's a, it was a win-win situation for everyone. That was just two months ago, right? So um, these things happen. It can happen, right? Well, and I say this to a lot of my clients because um, in this type of market, you quite often are not getting the first house you've made an offer on. Um, and like you call it the, you know, the home buyer's exhaustion or, or I can't remember what you call it when the multiple oh, exhaustion. Yeah, multiple offer fatigue. Fatigue. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
So I have had quite a few clients that have been making offers and they've been outbid and, and whatnot, or I've had clients that have had poor inspection reports and decided to walk away. Um, and I constantly remind them that I guarantee you'll be saying to me, Denise, if we had got that first house, the one that we got outbid on, we never would have found this house and we love this house. And it's such a common thing I hear from my clients and who knows? I mean, I, I'd like to think, um, it's nice that we hear all the positive stuff and but you think in the industry you're always going to hear the negative stuff and i'm not hearing that like i'm not no. hearing that they you know they didn't find anything and they were sleeping on the couch or you know they ne they lost that one house and couldn't get over and i don't hear that you know actually this is an interesting point because i think about this often and maybe we can share this with you know the few hundred of our closest friends who are listening right now right yeah. i often wonder if People say that because the it's a it's a human it's human nature mm. just to say, oh you know I'm glad that I didn't get that first house. Almost like trying to convince themselves that it's okay. But I see I don't think that that's what it is. I think in in actuality, the final result is better than they had expected before. It's my in my experience that's what I'm hearing from my clients when they do actually get the right house. They are thrilled that they uh. didn't get the first one. Yeah. 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 See, for me in 29 years, I can think of, I get one in particular comes to mind. One party who always is like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm bummed out. I didn't get that house that I missed out on, but that's one out of hundreds. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, what else are you bumping into Denise? Um, sadly, I am seeing a lot of separations. Ah. I don't know if I can blame that on COVID. I mean, that's been a rumor that's been going around. People are in close quarters. They, um, you know, are reassessing things, but I am seeing quite a few separations right now. And it, it's, you know, financing could be, or financial burden can be one of the biggest um, upsets in a, in a marriage or whatnot. If, if a stressor in a relationship. Yeah. 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 So sadly I am seeing quite a few separations and in, for the most part, working with both couples and trying to get the best solution for both of them so that they're either having to sell them um, the home and then maybe buy new properties. Uh, but yeah, I, I find uh, those can be the difficult ones. And again, it goes back to if they, if one spouse is not able to buy the other spouse out and they do determine they have to sell the home, it's the chicken and the egg. Let's sell the home first, you guys, because then we know exactly how the assets are divided. And it's a lot easier to prepare you both for good scenarios to purchase again. Mm. So there's yeah. a lot to know about the whole separation thing. Like you, because you, you've got to deal with things like the separation agreement and, the you know, who's getting what and all that kind of stuff, right? Well, and here's the biggest challenge, Tony, is that when people come to me, they want to know whether one or the other can buy the other out of the house. So they really want to know those numbers. Yet I cannot proceed with an approval from a lender until you have a separation agreement. No lender will pick up the file until they, you tell them that you've got the separation agreement. But yet the clients are looking to me to help figure out those numbers for writing the separation agreement. Um, oh. it's really because right away I'm like, well, are there support payments involved, child support, spousal support? Is there going to be a lump sum payout? I need those firm numbers in order to really know if my client's going to qualify. So it's a juggling act. And, and, you know, I do my very best to guess on those numbers and we do that together, 
But if the lending ratios were really, really tight for qualifying and we've guessed on numbers, I am not comfortable with that because mm. I do not want to be surprised when I do get the final separation agreement and that child support was $300 more than you had guessed. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, it certainly is a complicated situation. I got to tell you, though, we bumped into one uh, a couple of weeks ago where it was the opposite of the separation. It was it was two blended families coming together. It was like the Brady Bunch. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit of that going on too, right? They needed a bigger house, didn't exactly, they? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, They. Um, I do find it interesting how often people don't, uh, they don't realize the importance of that separation agreement. Well, and another really important thing to note is that uh, some banks and lenders will not accept a separation agreement unless it's legally signed which is not BC law. You can have your separation and as long as both parties have signed and witnessed signatures, that's a legal separation agreement, legal, I use the word. Whereas lenders are saying they want to see it legally signed by a notary or, or lawyer, not just a friend witnessing it. Well, and again, I, and, and we've bumped into this too. Sometimes the provincial uh, uh, regulations are very different from, and because the lenders are national, right? <laughs> Exactly. So they're not they're not necessarily uh, focusing on the provincial minimums, right? right? And I quite often total different side note here, but that's a very common conversation to have in the mortgage industry about rental income, because rental income is very um, it's it doesn't help that much in the application. It definitely helps, but not immensely because it's risk assessed and it's uh, based on a Canadian wide. So if there's vacancies in other provinces, they want to know that you're not relying on that rental income to qualify for the mortgage. So 50% of that rent might be used in your application. Despite like, the fact that we have a less than 1% vacancy rate, right? Exactly. So when I do explain that to my clients and say, this is for Canada, not just Victoria, yeah. they understand it a little bit more. Interesting. Interesting. So many interesting things out there, but you know, the bottom line is, is um, things are plugging away and you know, actually, we, I want to roll this out to our listeners right now. You and our other uh, home sh whole home show sponsors, we've been talking about doing another event and of course we can do them by Zoom nowadays. So um, let our, letting our listeners know that we're planning uh, some great uh, education and learning on the process of real estate with your friends here at the whole home show. Um, uh, talking about mortgages, um, uh, talking about home insurance, uh, legal, and we'll be talking about building inspections as well too. So um, yeah, stay tuned is what I'm saying. Sounds great. Yeah. Denise, people need to reach you best way as always. Call me directly on my cell 250-889-4743 or my email is denise at denisewebster.com. Always great talking with you. And uh, you know, it's funny because we're, you and I are always on the same page as far as the clients that we're bumping into and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah we are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, we need to take a quick break. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show and I'm Tony Joe. We were just chatting with Denise Webster our show sponsor and talking about mortgages, what's happening out there in the marketplace. Um, unfortunate uh, hearing about separations, uh, but we talked about blended families and just people moving all together. Uh, we have next right now, uh, yet another show sponsor and supporter uh, from Westland Insurance, Insurance, uh, JP Salas. JP, uh, good having you back. It's been a while. Hi, Tony. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, listen, I, I happen to know as a fact that you guys have been 
busy. So what's going on out there? We have been extremely busy. Uh, obviously, uh, COVID-19 has been a, a factor in that. Uh, I know other offices are struggling to um, maintain um, the structures that they previously had. And, and we've been open uh, to the public for many, many months um, and, and been available to, to clients over the phone, uh, through our website, uh, through walk-in service uh, for many, many months um, since the pandemic started. Yeah, well, of course, you know, here we are. We're talking today about how busy the market is. And we had just chatted about the fact that October 2020 was the busiest October on record in real estate, not just in Greater Victoria, but across Canada as well, too. Really abnormal to see these kind of numbers. Um, now, these people, of course, need home insurance. And I guess that's all contributing to what you guys are finding at your office, right? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of, yeah, a lot of traffic uh, for new purchases, secondary locations, uh, people moving from, you know, renting a tenant and having a tenant's policy to moving to a home and having to amend their policy accordingly. We've seen uh, transfers, you know, moving from a condo even to a home, uh, lots of people moving here from other provinces. Yeah. So we, we have seen a, a, a lot of movement. Uh, well, and it, it's all because, I mean, you've been at this for for a long time, for, for a while, and you've, you've probably never seen it like this before, right? It's been different, that's for sure. I mean, when we previously to the the pandemic, uh, you know, doing transactions with ICBC one over the phone was unheard of. Mm -hmm. Um, Having as many changes to policies, um, haven't seen that um, as much as I've seen in the the last few months, for sure. Um, There's just a lot of requests and, you know, it's it's hard to, to reach everybody. We are doing our best, yeah. um, but th- there are a lot of requests out there. A lot of people that aren't able to to visit an office, um, unable to reach their their current broker, and and trying to find anyone out there that that can be of assistance. Yeah, because this is the thing. I mean, insurance is one of those things where you can't just go online and then say, oh, okay, well, I'm gonna. You know, I, I, I'm going to pick this coverage for my house and that coverage and all that stuff. It requires explanation and knowledge about the product. Absolutely. I mean, a, a lot of the consumers don't know what they're purchasing and, and would like, you know, that expert advice from an agent mm-hmm. in order to know what they're buying, uh, in order to know that they're covered for everything that they, they need. Yeah. So it, it definitely, there are, you know, some some apps out there that, um, you can purchase your insurance through the app. Um, you know, some of that works for some, but for the most part, most people do want an explanation uh, on their insurance. Well, you know, the scary thing is you might be living in fear because, you know, to to not have spoken to an insurance uh, 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 expert like yourself and having, you know, maybe made some choices online, you always kind of wonder in the back of your mind, am I covered? You know, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you you know, you're paying your, you know, thousand dollars, two thousand dollars a year. And and if something happens, are you actually covered for that specific item that's, you know, specific to you and your home? Yeah. Well, and actually, this is this is a really interesting segue, because here we are. It's it's a change of season and we're seeing a lot more rain right now. Um, This is when you guys start seeing insurance claims happening, right? We do, you know, unfortunately, yeah, with the weather change and the, the amount of rain we are seeing and the wind too, um, seeing, you know, wind claims, water damage claims does pick up around this time of the year. Mm-hmm. I, I, and uh, I mean, you remember, and a lot of my listeners, a lot of our listeners remember that uh, 
uh, I myself encountered a flood in my uh, in my basement uh, earlier this year and every time when it starts raining like i'm telling you I, I it goes through my mind it's like oh my goodness is it going to happen again but again insurance uh man was i ever happy that we had a robust insurance policy yeah it's definitely definitely beneficial for the times that you need it, and that's what you're hoping for is that in you know when you get the insurance that when something bad happens and you need the help that it's going to be there to step in now obviously when it comes to wind and, and and water there are always going to be maintenance tips that you can follow to you know help prevent those things from happening yeah because the the, the best way to avoid having an insurance claim is to be properly maintaining your home so that those things don't happen right yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's obviously there's little things that you can do, like from cleaning your gutters and your downspouts, you know, um, testing, maintaining your smoke detectors, your carbon monoxide detectors, you know, doing a check on your furnace your wood stove, uh, any other heating sources, making sure that they're in good working condition. If you have to get them inspected, maintained, cleaned, um, during the heating season, you're going to look at cleaning or replacing the, uh, uh, furnace air filters. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's other things. There's roof. There's there's so many items that you can you can look at and and inspect, maintain that can help prevent anything from happening in the future. Mm, actually, I'm glad you brought up uh, one thing just now because we had a client recently as well too. Uh, smoke detectors, because people forget about the fact that these things they often have an expiry date, right? And they should be replaced a, a little more yes, more frequently. Absolutely. I, I mean, I would definitely look at, at checking um, your smoke detector every quarter. I think that's okay to check the batteries to make sure it's even working. Yeah. Um, sometimes you just put it up there and you think it's working and, you know, you haven't checked. You think, oh, I just checked it. It's been years since you checked oh. it. The battery doesn't work. Hey, it's worse than that because when we go into people's houses, we see them unplug their smoke detector because the thing has gone off or whatever and, and it's not even there. Yeah. Definitely maintenance, right? That's, that's like a big maintenance thing is just, just checking in on it. You know, it, it takes you know less than a minute. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, hey, let's just segue for a quick moment here because you touched on ICBC as well. Because, of course, you guys handle ICBC, you know, uh, not just home insurance, which is, of course, one of the uh, um, things that you help out our clients with right right um but you guys handle icbc too and, and you were saying that there's been some changes uh due to covid right um right yeah so now with with obviously uh covid we we are uh we do have the ability to process uh renewals um policy changes um over the phone and by email okay. we have a dedicated team um here at westland insurance that can be contacted through our website directly uh, which is uh, www.westlandinsurance.ca. And there's a direct link on our, our main homepage there that gets you into contact with our BC Auto team. And they'll be able to assist you over the phone and by email and can, can complete that transaction for you, um, you know, immediately. So then how, how are people getting their paperwork and their stickers? So the paperwork and the decals are being sent out in the mail. Wow. Th through our team, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, definitely a big change for sure. Yeah. Hey, I'm curious. Uh, I, uh, is that something you see? Because, you know, we talk about how we've all had to adjust business and how maybe some things will be sticking around afterwards. Do you think that's something that might be sticking around? Or 
You know, I, I would think so, but I mean, don't, don't quote me a hundred percent on it, but um, I think, you know, it's, we've been able to do it um, since basically, I think May now, um, April, Mayish. It's been so long since we've, we've been in it um, about around that time that, you know, we've, we've done it and we've been able to continue to, to help our clients that I think it's something that, that will stick around and, it's so far to me has been working. Um, Clients are getting their documents. Clients are getting their decals. They are getting their policies renewed. So um, to me, it's working. Um, It will be interesting to see if it uh, continues that way uh, going forward. Well, you know what it means though, is it means that people need to think ahead because uh, gone will be the days where you go, Oh my goodness, today's the day I got to run over to the, to the insurance place and get my, uh, you know, get my sticker or whatever. You got to be thinking ahead, right? we're still around for that. Absolutely. Which is why we are open to the public and we have okay. walk-in traffic every day um, for those times that, you know, you do forget to renew your insurance. We are, you know, open seven days a week. Um, so we are available for, for walk-in, walk-in traffic for ICBC renewals, uh, policy changes, cancellations. So, yeah, I mean that, that I don't think that'll ever change as well okay. because, you know, being able to, to, to do something immediately and, and get it done, I think is still going to be something that uh, is required for us. Perfect. Perfect. Um, now, of course, remind our listeners because gone are the days where we can just wave at you at the uh, Island Saving Site down there in Jubilee uh, because you're up at Uptown. That's right. Yeah. So I'm at the Uptown location. Um, we are addresses uh, unit 106 uh, 3680 Uptown Boulevard, um, located right next door to Brown Social House uh, yeah. here, here at Uptown. Yeah, so you're you're on the main strip right there, easy to get to, easy to get in, right. easy to get out. Yeah, right on the boulevard. Yeah, there's lots of parking in the mall too. So yeah, we are we are here seven days a week, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the as as a reminder, I just want to uh, tell our listeners here that when we help somebody purchase a property, one of the clauses that is in our standard uh, addendum uh, contract of purchase and sale is subject to the buyer. Um, uh, reviewing insurance, getting insurance on the property. Um, this is a very important clause, especially for older homes, ones that maybe have underground oil storage tanks, knob and tube wiring, um, you know, asbestos, uh, other insurance related uh, issues. And what we do is we send our clients to JP and his crew um, to review that and, um, you know, you guys provide a quote and it's up to the buyer if they want to, you know, proceed or not. Maybe they've got their own insurance company. Um, but uh, it's a very handy service. Um, hopefully other agents uh, implement as well, too. Um, but it's, it's just good to know uh, that we have the Westland Insurance guys uh, on our side there, right? Absolutely. You know, it's just to, you know, to make sure that they've, they're eligible for the insurance. There's no hangups on the purchase going through it all. And yeah, absolutely. We've got a, a good team here mm-hmm. uh, to be able to quote and provide you with the right advice that you need. Well, I, and I will say we like doing this in advance because, and I'm sure you bump into it where it's been left to the last minute where the realtor or the buyer, it's kind of like, oh my goodness, I got to re- remove my conditions in like two hours. And then, you know, we don't do that. It, We're well ahead. Yeah, right? it, we we have in my years of insurance, I have come across that. It's not the the best thing. It's it's obviously very challenging, yeah. um, you know, depending on getting all the details and everything to be done. Um, but, you know, if that stuff happens and, and we are able to, to to get things done fairly quickly here in the office, um, so if that does happen, we, we are available <laughs> to help to help. 
but you guys are always there. You're available again, beside Brown social house at uptown, easy to access. Uh, and the website for Westland again, www.westlandinsurance.ca. Yeah. Thank you, uh, JP, uh, to our listeners. If you have any questions, if you're looking for a quote, if it's time for renewal for your insurance, uh, think of calling uh, Westland and uh, getting JP and his team to uh, to see what they can do for you because it's a really complicated process and you need uh, people to navigate uh, navigate you through it. Right, JP? Absolutely. Yeah, great. Thanks for coming back, JP. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Tony. All right. And to the rest of, your list- the rest of our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week.